Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Well, you called your shot. You came on our show, uh, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, and said, yeah. I like Michigan to make it to the final, or Michigan State to make it to the final four. So uh, all of the points have been especially relevant and true. So let's get into that game. We've got Michigan State mm-hmm. squaring off with K-State. And it's a short spread here as the Spartans laying just a point and a half. Total 137 and a half. This one's going to be a 6.30 p.m. tip off from Madison Square Garden. So we were just talking about the coaching angle. What are the other angles that you think will be relevant uh, in this game? Chelsea, I think if you're a Michigan State fan, the fact they're able to get past Marquette only making two three-pointers how can you not be thrilled by that, right? And Marquette, they shot the ball 40% from deep. Michigan State only made two. They're sixth in the NCAA in three-point percentage. They were still able to win that game, beat the Big East champions. So if you're Michigan State coming into this game against K-State, you're saying we didn't play our A game by any means, and we beat one of the better teams in the country. You face a K-State team who – You know, I think you got to feel good if you're coming in and obviously you have Izzo in your corner. At the same time, if you're Kansas State, the way that Marquise Noel is playing, I think has to give you a ton of confidence. Talk about it all the time in March Madness. You're not going anywhere if your point guard doesn't play well. And Noel was spectacular in that Kentucky game. He's the reason they won that game. And also, Chelsea, if you're Kansas State and I'm Jerome Tame, I'm at Jerome Tang, I'm playing the card where – We played in the best conference in America. We played in the Big 12, going up against the only team remaining in the Big 10 
who talent-wise, I think most people would agree Michigan State isn't even top five talent-wise in the Big Ten, and they're favored in this game. So I think if you're Kansas State, you love the fact that you're the underdog as a three seed coming out of the Big 12 in this game. And then if you're Michigan State, you feel great because you just beat one of the best teams in the country in Marquette, feeling like you didn't play your best game, and you have Tom Izzo in your corner. So it's a fascinating dynamic because I think both teams really have a, a, a lot of things that they can kind of use to motivate themselves. Um, and the point guard matchup is going to be awesome. I mentioned Noel, but then Tyson Walker as well for Michigan State. Both guys are New York City kids playing the Sweet 16 in Madison Square Garden. So that's going to be another really cool element. And I can't wait to watch the game between those two guys. How much do you think the Tom Izzo factor is built into the number? Because I honestly feel like people are saying that that's the play, but I also think that it might be built in here. 100%. This game opened as a pick, I think. And like I was saying, Chelsea, a three seed from the Big 12 against a seven seed from the Big 10. If Tom Izzo was not coaching this team, Kansas State would be like a two-point favorite, I think. Yeah, that's the other factor is you see a team that is a seven seed that is favored over a three seed. It's kind of an alarming situation when you're talking about betting numbers. That means that yep. they've seen quite a bit of action come in on the Spartans here. So I think a lot of people are seeing the Tom Izzo angle and kind of latching onto it. But listen, this is a region where I feel like it's the most winnable region uh, just based on the four teams that we have. I think some of the other ones, you can make a case for any team winning the region as well, but it's because all of the teams are so good. But in this side, it's not that these teams are bad. It's just, it's not really the region that I expected. Did you, do you feel like this is the most winnable region? I do. I do. And I came into the NCAA tournament when the brackets came out feeling that way. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, I had three of these four teams in my Elite Eight. I had FAU, Tennessee, and Michigan State. I had Providence instead of Kansas State, but I did expect some chaos. That FAU-Memphis game I knew would be a coin flip. It was the game I was most excited for, the game I was most torn up about, came right down to the wire. I think we all agreed coming in to the tournament that Purdue was the most vulnerable one seed. Don't think we all saw them loss, losing to FDU, but we thought that they could struggle in that round of 32 game. When I came on here with you and Jenks, I was talking about Duke and how trendy they were, and that just petrified me. I thought they could maybe lose early. They did. And then Marquette just had the feel of like a team where nobody was really talking about them two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. And then all of a sudden they win the Big East Championship and now it seemed like a ton of people had them in their final four. So it was almost like process of elimination with this region, but I felt like we were really due for a ton of chaos because I felt like a ton of the top seeds had a bunch of flaws. So I'm really not surprised that this is what we're with. And to your point, I think it absolutely is the most wide open because we've already seen so many upsets in this region that... I don't think it would stun anybody if FAU played Michigan State, even though Michigan State's favored, and we had a nine versus seven in the Elite Eight because that's just the way this region's been going. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about recency bias because I think it's especially pertinent here when talking about this Tennessee and Florida Atlantic matchup. We have Tennessee five and a half point favorites against FAU. Uh, the ball's laying uh, five and a half, like I said, and a total of 129 and a half. I have been totally wrong on Tennessee. I'll say that right now. This is a team that I did not want to trust coming into the tournament because the defense is always there. The best defense, according to Kim Palm in the Lance. It always shows up, but the problem has been their offense. Their offense is very hot and cold. They came into the tournament missing their point guard, Zakai Ziegler, out for the season. So they've had to fill that role kind of by committee, it almost seems like. So not really a team that I thought was going to make it this far, but I've been wrong. So I think people saw that game against Duke, and now people are back aboard the Tennessee train. What do you make of this Tennessee team? Chelsea, I think you nailed it with your analysis. And, and this this is why I think this is the handicap and why Florida Atlantic plus five and a half is the play in this game. I think people share the same thoughts that you did about Tennessee coming into the tournament. They're a team you don't want to trust. They're, we just talked about Tom Izzo. Rick Barnes is kind of anti-Tom Izzo, right? He's not good in the mm-hmm. tournament. His team all disappoint. He's not good against the spread. And they lost their, their starting point guard, one of their best defenders and one of their best scorers, in Zakai Ziegler, and now after one game, one game against Duke, everybody all of a sudden now, every opinion we had on Tennessee, every thought we had about them, now goes out the window. And that's what's what's tough about sports betting, is like you said, it's the recency bias. And I think everybody has to go back to what we all thought about Tennessee coming into the tournament. Now you look at like the Ken Palm metrics and all that, they're still really high, as they should be because their defense is so great. But you mentioned Ziegler, and that's a huge piece. This Tennessee team, Chelsea, reminds me a ton of the Houston team from last year who lost Marcus Sasser, just like Tennessee who lost Zakai Ziegler. Elite defensive team, well-coached, but I think eventually not having your best player, not having your point guard is going to hurt you the farther you went go into the tournament. And Houston was able to make the Elite Eight, And maybe Tennessee wins this game and makes it to the Elite Eight. They're favored. They should win the game. But I see a lot of similarities between those two teams. And I just think this is all recency bias. Tennessee shot the three-pointer uncharacteristically well. Mm -hmm. They normally don't shoot it that well. And I think they're going to regress back to the mean. They're a team I would fade. I like Florida Atlantic tonight. Yeah, just some numbers to back up what you're saying. Like you said, Tennessee – shot the three-point shot at a 42% clip last game. For the season, they're shooting 32%. So that was way better than they normally do. And also, there's a reason why people are loving fading Rick Barnes. He's 20 and 33 against the spread lifetime in the NCAA tournament. But I'm trying to figure out which way to play this game. And I think the answer is probably FAU getting the five and a half. But I don't like betting on games in which there's some volatility involved because I think the the answer for FAU is if they're making their threes, 
they can win this game outright. Like, I don't have a question mm -hmm. about that. But also, I don't like putting my money on teams and banking on them making threes. You know, it's something that they're going to hit it, you know, a 30 to 40% clip. So do you think FAU can win this game outright? And are you willing to put money on it? 100%. 100%. I will be betting FAU plus five and a half. I'll also be betting the money line for what you just said, because Tennessee with the style that they play at, especially if their offense struggles like it normally does, they're not going to be a team that really blows anybody out. The Vols have been a team all season that, especially when they've been at home in Knoxville, they, they lay these huge numbers at home and they just haven't been covering a lot because they're really not built to blow teams away. You, mm -hmm. Teams that tend to have that like winning margin, like Bama, like Gonzaga, those kind of teams, it's because their offense is Houston. Their offenses are so great to go along with their elite defenses. Now I know Gonzaga's defense isn't elite, but their offense is just so good. Tennessee, their offense, they don't blow anybody out. They don't score 70, 80 points a game. So they play everybody tough. And when you get into March Madness and you play close games, that's it's it's tough, especially when you're going against an FAU team that's playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. And like you said, Chelsea, they shoot the three-pointer really, really well. If they're knocking down their shots, uh, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind they can win this game. I'm going to sprinkle that money line tonight, and I think there's a good shot that they win it outright. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. But also, I have been wrong on Tennessee both times in the tournament. So I feel like I am cursed when betting on Tennessee. And PJ, I was telling you, I really liked the under in this game when it opened at 133. Now it has sunk like a rock to 129 and a half. And I see where they're going yep. here because Tennessee has hit the under in each game of the NCAA tournament so far. And it just hinges on their defense being so physical, so long, so athletic where they're blocking shots. They're being disruptive. And they held a very hot Duke team to what, 50 something points? So do you think that I did miss the boat here? Or do you think this is still worth the play? You know, I, it would it would only be the under or pass for me. Like, I wouldn't take mm. the over. Let's put it that way. But uh, again, right. we were talking about the start of the show. I think the first half would probably be the way to go. It's one thing to watch Tennessee on film and know that the physicality is coming. But until you really get out there and face it, like, I think it takes you a while to adjust. So I do think the first half under is probably the play. And then full game, it would be under a pass. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.